Are you recording now? Recording. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve. Eve Eve. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, it's Christmas Eve Eve. Or the day after the winter solstice question mark uh no two days after the winter solstice technically the winter solstice is tomorrow i don't really have anything planned necessarily because i'll be packing tomorrow to go home um i plan to at least write down some intentions and do some sort of little ceremony with them and make brandon do it with me um we did that last year and we burnt the paper in the backyard and, you know, let it fly off into the atmosphere. Don't do it with a Sharpie, though, because if you do it with a Sharpie, if you write on it with a Sharpie, it will catch fire extremely quickly and it will almost burn your hand off. Um, so just, like, do it in something like a pencil or something. No. <laughs> I'm just going to write it in gasoline. <laughs> Good idea. Just, like, write it in the gas in your own yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get a quill and I'm going to dip it in kerosene. <laughs> And also know as we're recording to, really, it, to let the universe know I really intend <laughs> these things. I do know as we record, I don't know when it ends, but Hanukkah is going on right now. And for TikTok, I've actually learned a good bit about Hanukkah that I never knew. I learned about like why they actually light the candles and they eat like, this was interesting. They eat food that's like fried in oil because... No, I'm going to butcher this. If you're Jewish, please don't come for me because I'm trying. But they eat food that's like fried in oil because something about there was oil in their temple, like on the day of, you know, like of whatever happened. I'm not doing this right. But anyways, they're trying to like honor that still. All right. You do it. (laughs) (laughs) I am also not Jewish. So please do not come for me. But I think where Taylor is going with this is that they cook the food in oil mm-hmm. so like a latka is fried in oil mm-hmm. because the oil was only supposed to last mm-hmm. for one night but due to a miracle it, it burned eight. for eight nights yes i learned that not well on tiktok i i heard it from miriam on tiktok if you follow her um mm. no but i grew up watching the rugrats mm-hmm. and i remember they had a chanaka episode because they were Jewish. And that's how I learned it. How do I not remember that? I love yeah. the Rugrats. I don't recall. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. And I distinctly remember they called it Chanaka Because the, the kids thought that that's how you pronounced it. Yeah. Well, ha- happy Hanukkah if you're listening. It's, it may be over by the time this comes out. Um, Merry Christmas. Or happy winter solstice. Or... Or anything else. Happy Kwanzaa. Yes, I'm not sure when Kwanzaa happens. Um, or just happy day. Happy Friday. Happy day. Happy long weekend. Yeah, and if you're curious while we're speaking to you, um, it's because this is a podcast called This Is Gonna Sound Weird. And I'm Taylor. The- and I'm Sydney. And each week, we talk about all things true crime, paranormal, and everything in between. This week specifically, I would say we're kind of going through the more in-between part. Yeah. In that we are talking about uh, like holiday traditions or um, holiday um, yeah, history, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. I think initially we had called it Christmas traditions last episode mine is definitely just 
holiday holiday adjacent. Um, but they are definitely in the everything in between category. I can say that confidently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm eager to to find out. Um, you gave me a little bit of a hint about what yours could be. Um, and then I promptly Googled it. And if it is what I think it is based off of my Google search, I am very excited. Well, if it is what you think it is, I plan on implementing one of my traditions into my own Christmas from here on out. (laughs) So. I love it. Yeah. Um, well, from my research, uh, what I'm going to be going over this week is... Some traditions that I find that most of us, if not all of us, have probably already encountered. And you're thinking, you know, why the hell do we do this? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm going to answer, well, I'm not going to necessarily answer why we do it, but I'm just going to tell you maybe how we got to this point. Okay. And this all kind of stems from um, the question, why do we put a tree in our house? Couldn't say because Jesus Christ yeah. and loved Christmas trees. He was a carpenter. Carpenters trees. need wood. Wood comes from trees. Um, Christmas trees. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Bada bing. <laughs> um, no, it's, and it's not because Christmas trees is the number one crop of North Carolina, our home state. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Actually, I think it might be the number two. I believe the number one might be sweet potatoes. No. Not tobacco? Not anymore? No. No, Probably not anymore. (laughs) Probably at one point. It's either sweet potatoes or Christmas trees. I think they're right neck and neck. But, yes. Why do we put trees in our house? Well, the lives of ancient people were controlled by the seasons and the harvest cycle because you know you were very exposed to the elements back in the day so winters were often harsh and many people would lose their lives during the winter season so the vikings had the ancient midwinter festival and this was known as yule which took place between the winter solstice which is december 21st mm-hmm. Which, if you, in case you didn't know what the winter solstice is, it is the shortest day, but the longest night of the year. And, I'm gonna butcher it, Holablot, or Jolablot, which is the Yule Sacrifice. Oh. And this is January 12th. And many people believed that the sun was a god. And that winter came every year because the sun god had become weak. So they celebrated the solstice because it meant that at last the sun god would begin to get well. And evergreen trees, or Christmas trees as we refer to them, reminded them of all the green plants that would grow again when the sun god was strong and summer would return. They would host feasts drink and make sacrifices to the gods and often the wine that had been made throughout the years was finally fermented so obviously Mm. they gotta celebrate by drinking some and the crops 
had been <laughs> had been harvested. So this was a good time to celebrate. And it also helped to keep morale up during these rough times because, you know, they probably got to seasonal depression. Yeah, that's why they got to do those sacrifices. You got to do those sacrifices to keep the the winter saddies away. The winter saddies are coming early this year. Like, they're coming for me. They're, I'm trying to keep them at bay, but they are like, it's time. Especially with the weather. Dear God. It's cold in North Carolina. It sounds like you need, you need a beach vacation ASAP. I do. Should have uh, planned to go to, like, the Bahamas for Christmas. Yeah. In the words of Kenny Chesney, all I want for Christmas is a real good tan. Honestly, yes. I got my passport picture taken yesterday because I had to get them updated. And I look like a ghost. A straight ghost. So I think when I take a shower tomorrow, I'm going to start putting on my tanning lotion again because I looked horrifying. Well, maybe um, you are the ghost of Christmas present. I am. I feel like it. There were past possibly future yes <laughs> are you am i scrooge and you are visiting me i am to tell me that i will be visited by three ghosts and i must change my ways yes you must change your ways and i'm gonna put on you have to put on a little nightgown and a little nightcap and i'm gonna pick you up and fly you all throughout the town of raleigh <laughs> All right, sounds good. No, the only the only nightgown that I have has no sleeves, so it's going to be quite cold. Well, that's your own fault. You have to change your ways. The first <laughs> is to get a better nightgown. All right. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> Message received. Now, if you don't know, historians have determined that the birth of Jesus did not take place in December, <gasps> but rather sometime in the summer. I know. Um, so Christmas <laughs> time, as we know it, is based more around the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. So, Siberian shamans at the time would dress to resemble that of the Amaniata. I'm gonna butcher it. Amaniata. Muscaria, which is a type of mushroom. And they kind of look like the stereotypical mushrooms that you're thinking of. Mm -hmm. So they've got the red top with the little white spots. So they would wear red and white costumes trimmed with white fur, black boots, and red felt hats. They would collect the mushrooms, which grew underneath pine trees, and they would put them in a large sack. And oftentimes, they would use the openings of roofs or chimneys to deliver these mushrooms to villagers because being that it was, you know, Europe in the middle of the winter time, mm-hmm. the snow would get very, very thick. It was hard for people to open their doors because the snow would be so high. So the shamans would just climb on the roof, they would take the mushrooms, and they'd drop them down the chimney. Mm. And the villagers would string the mushrooms up and hang them by the fireplace to dry. Do you see where I may be going with this, Taylor? I do. And I think it's very cute to think about them bringing these little mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Stay stay with me on that. Say so oh, keep no. that thought. <laughs> Don't ruin it. He might it might still it might still be cute. <laughs> um unless you're allergic to mushrooms, in which mm. case it's not. <laughs> you're like I'm being I'm being attacked. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allergic to those little red <laughs> mushrooms. I mean, I don't know what kind of mushrooms to bring me. I mean, I know I can eat the cheap mushrooms at the store. No. But the shamans, if you guessed, are like Santa. Mm-hmm. And the mushrooms hanging by the fireplace are kind of like stockings. And where were the mushrooms found? North Pole. Underneath a tree. Oh. <laughs> um, underneath well we gotta go back and review they were (laughs) the shamans found them underneath a tree because that's where they grew Mm -hmm. and what do we put under trees mushroom presents (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna put some mushrooms under the tree oh this is a side note i saw on tiktok that if you want a baby like if you want to have a baby Mm -hmm. in the next year you gotta put a baby blanket like as a gift like underneath your tree oh. and it's supposed to bring luck for you to have a baby mm. the next year like baby blanket under the tree don't tell don't so. tell me that i'm fighting myself every day don't tell me my body is like it's time it's time and i'm like no it's not time and they're like it's time your eggs are dying <laughs> oh but i'm in law school so brandon brandon told me no <laughs> he said you will not get any of my seed <laughs> until you have a degree, you oh, wench. I blame my friend Lydia. If she's listening, I blame you. I told her to quit sending me photos of her cute baby. Um, but she hasn't ceased. We have to get a cease and desist. Oh, baby <laughs> Please stop. Stop putting her in those cute little outfits with the cute little hats. I don't know. Where she's getting all these little hats. I know. She went she's to. She's got about a thousand. I know. She went to visit Santa yesterday and she had on a little Santa hat. I was like, what the heck? It was like a little, it was like a red and white little cap like Scrooge wears in the Disney version. <laughs> oh, yep. God. Whatever. Yep. Have a dog. He's fine. But. <laughs> just. <laughs> I'm going to keep, I'm going to be like, if Brandon. Lock yourself away. This woman can't be trusted. <laughs> oh, God. Now, um, like I was saying, the the presents under the tree, kind of like mushrooms. Yes. Under the tree. Yeah. And in ancient times, many um, civ- What am I trying to say? Civilizations. Oh. It says civilians. Oh. <laughs> I think I meant to say civilizations. <laughs> so, in ancient times, many civilizations believed that evergreen trees kept away witches, ghosts, evil spirits, and illnesses. Mm. And the Vikings worshipped trees, specifically the evergreen trees, or Christmas trees, because they believed they were the plant of Baldur, the sun god. In Germanic and Norse tradition, the evergreens were often decorated with small carvings of gods and food in hope of encouraging the tree spirits to bring about springtime. And while the decoration of Christmas trees was a common practice in Europe, it did not become popular in America until the 1800s. 
Christmas trees were seen as a pagan symbol and not accepted by most Americans. And political leader Oliver Cromwell preached against the, quote, heathen traditions of Christmas trees as he believed it desecrated the sacred event of Christmas. And it wasn't until 1846 when Queen Victoria Prince and Prince Albert were published in the London News standing with their children around a Christmas tree that the tradition took off in America. And this was basically because Queen Victoria was that bitch at the time. She was quite the trendsetter. Uh, you know, any sort of, like, Victorian-era look, like the big hair, I think there was, like, fake moles, that's all her. Uh, if she, if she did it, you just had to, you had to follow suit. So, obviously, people seeing her with a tree, they're like, gotta have it. And this translated over into America, so, naturally, Americans started to do it as well. Because we, we are sheep. We're just sheep when it comes to trends. <laughs> <laughs> and the idea of flying reindeers that accompany Santa is also tied to ancient shamans. So reindeer are the spirit animals of shaman. And reindeer would often eat these mushrooms that the shamans would collect, which for lack of better words, would uh, just make these reindeer absolutely trip balls. Hell yeah. They <laughs> they were going on a magic carpet ride, <laughs> so to speak, and shamans and herdsmen would drink the urine of the reindeer, mm-hmm. and this would make them have a psychedelic experience where they would believe that they were seeing reindeer fly across the <laughs> sky. Um, it would also give them the feeling of them flying themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this term of them, you know, drinking the reindeer pee is where the term to get pissed comes from. What? That is... Yeah. Yeah. That's the story I'm going to tell to my kids. Um, if they ask how Santa and his reindeers fly, psychedelic mushrooms, kids. Yep. As you should. Um, well, th- th- I think that'll lead them to a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. So, and I know you hate answering questions. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that that <laughs> may not be the best well. idea. But yeah. I feel like Santa Claus you know, raises a lot of questions anyway, so we might as well just go for it if we're already there. <laughs> he does. He does. He does. My um, my nephew isn't really like into any sort of like holiday figure like that. My sister, he actually lost a tooth recently. It was his first tooth, and my sister was like, "Oh, do you want the tooth fairy to come and you know she'll bring you money?" And um, he just didn't feel comfortable <laughs> selling his body part. <laughs> and you know what? I get that. What do you do I'm, with I, it? You know, we're told we... I think he just kept it. You know what? Um, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? It is kind of an odd tradition selling 
a body part. I mean, we're told not to do it. Yeah. Like, I can't sell my kidney on the black market. That's no. that's illegal. But as a child, I was just peddling teeth oh, yeah. for 20s. I just wanted some money. I just <laughs> wanted some money. I didn't care. What was I going to do with that tooth? I don't know. I, do I didn't know. need it. And what did my parents do with it? Did they just throw it away? I think I think my mom still has mine somewhere. Like oh no, with... uh, see I don't like I don't like that. Like I don't like I don't like the idea of them keeping it, but I also don't like the idea of them throwing it away. I am going to keep my kids' teeth, and on their eight, I'm going to make them into a necklace, a nice necklace. I'm going to learn how to make jewelry. <laughs> I'm going to give it to them for their 18th birthday. Yep, that's it. Wow. That, that's a plan that you have. I'm not going to say I support it. <laughs> I probably am going to make fun of you relentlessly for it. And um, I will help pay for your child's therapy. Well, they're 18 at that point. They can pay for it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But I have heard of people doing that. Kick- actually, like making a tooth. Making a necklace out of their baby teeth. No. That's... um. That's a little too Ed Gein for me. Yep, yep. I, I see. I see you're not as hardcore as the rest of us. It's okay. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Oh, that was, sorry. That was the end of my story. <laughs> we just, for the folks at home, the silence uh, will not be fully in. <laughs> but I'll leave enough silence to get the vibe. Um, Cindy just stopped talking. And I was like, well, maybe she's getting her place. Couldn't tell. But she finished her story, <laughs> turns out. <laughs> uh, I was done. My, I was done with my story. Um, in my head, I was like, I've made it clear. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had not, evidently. <laughs> but uh, now we know. Uh, for, the fo- for the folks at home, please vote. <laughs> Did I make it clear? See, these stories, um, they're a lot uh, easier to riff with and to talk about because there's no crime. So we can make jokes without me worrying that I'm going to say something incredibly offensive. Um, But uh, I like the the history of the Christmas tree and all that. It's very cute. Um, It sounds more fun than what we have now. It's like it's been, uh, I don't know, watered down. Yeah, it has been watered down. My parents never once told me that Santa and his uh, reindeer were, were high. No, the craziest thing I did was put out reindeer food, which was just oatmeal with glitter in it. So. Yeah, yep, that's 100% true. But then I'm pretty sure my dad would go outside and just kick the grass around to make it look like <laughs> the reindeer came and ate it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I come out... And uh, the front porch would just be covered in oatmeal and glitter. And I would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Especially because my my porch um, at my house was on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was covered. <laughs> so I was like, how did he? How are they going to get here? How did he? How did, how did he land so perfectly? Yeah, it really. Um, also, so when I was born i lived in this one house it was a brick house and there was like a real chimney in it right and so it was very easy for my parents to be like 
Santa Claus comes down our chimney like the whole story. Well, then when my parents got divorced, my mom moved into another house. And I was going to be doing Christmas morning at her new house. Well, that house did not have a chimney. And I was like, how is he going to get in? I was like, there is no way for him to get in at our new house. And my mom was like, he'll just come through the front door. And I was like, what? And so when I was little, I would just picture Santa like opening up our storm door and just walking in. It really takes the magic away when you have to just picture him walking in your front door. Um, my house growing up, we had a fireplace, but it was an electric one. Mm-hmm. So there was no chimney for it. And um, the T, because the TV, mm-hmm. like we had like a built-in, so the TV yeah. was above the fireplace. And I, as a child, was like, he, he must somehow go through the TV. <laughs> <laughs> now that's more fun than just walking in your front door, I do have to say. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, that's how I envisioned it, at least. Well. Thank you for that. Um, hopefully Santa will be able to make it into all of your homes this Christmas, whether you have a, a real chimney or not. So, yeah. I've also brought some stories to the table. And I've brought a couple. So, these are my sources okay. for both. Italy.com. So, it's like Italy, but eat Italy. Um, and it is the legend of La Befana. And I don't, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Wikipedia.com, the Tio de Nadal and Bafana page. Summerinitaly.com, the legend of La Bafana. WHY.com, the eight strangest Christmas traditions on earth. Tio Nadal.online, um, the Tio Nadal song, the Catalan Christmas tradition. Slate.com, an article by Ella Morton. Um, a Catalanian Christmas tradition and an NPR article by Lindsay Patterson. There's a lot of sources because, like I said, I'm doing two little short stories. So I feel like when you do two short stories, I try to get information from a lot of places to make sure I'm getting it right. So, according to Italian folklore, La Bifana is a witch who brings good children treats and bad children coal on the Epiphany which is January 6th. So essentially, it's Santa. It sounds like Santa. But La Bifana is not Santa. If you see her on accident, she will give you a thump with her broomstick because she does not want to be seen. And this is probably um, a ploy by children's parents to keep them in their beds and, you know, not trying to come take a peek. Now, La Bifana is typically depicted as a hag riding on a broomstick and she's covered in soot and wears a black shawl because she goes through the chimney of the children's homes to bring them their treats. So, you know, starting out very similar. A different version of a Santa. Only she doesn't come at Christmas. She comes in January. So, in Italy, the Epiphany... She's late. Yes. So, she comes on the Epiphany, which in Italy is the official end of the Christmas season. And it commemorates the day that the three wise men arrived at Jesus' manger, bringing him his frankincense, gold, and myrrh, because that is just what a baby needs. So. I know. (laughs) That's what I'm getting for you when you have your baby. Some myrrh. Some myrrh. 
So in Italy, this day is celebrated with live nativity scenes and La Bifana is usually makes an appearance in these nativity scenes because she has a tie to the wise men or the magi in this legend. So there's a few different versions. So one of them goes that La Bifana was approached by the wise men and they asked her for some directions to get to the baby Jesus. You know, they saw the star in the sky, so they were like kind of going in the right direction, but they were trying to get some extra help. But she didn't know where Jesus was, but she told them that night that they could stay with her and she had a real nice house. So they were like, okay, so they stayed the night and when they were going to leave the next morning, they invited her to join them on their trip to go see Jesus. But she said no, because she had to stay home and tend to her house. But after they left, she changed her mind and she was like, you know what? I actually do want to go. So she took off searching for the Magi and for Jesus and she took a basket of gifts for the baby Jesus when she went, but she could not find them. So now every January 6th, she goes out searching, but she obviously never finds Jesus. But on her search, she leaves the good boys and girls candy or fruit on her trip and the bad boys and girls get coal, dark candy. Mm. I don't know what dark candy is. I mean, dark chocolate. Sometimes I like dark chocolate. Could be licorice. Maybe. I know. I hate licorice. They also get... That would be a punishment. They also get onions and garlic. But you know what? Onions and garlic are delicious. I love garlic. That's what I'm saying. Now, this version of the legend, uh, you know, it's it's pretty nice. You know, she just meets the wise men but there's a little bit of a darker version and it's not too dark Uh, this is an italian tradition i feel like if it was a german tradition it would be a lot darker but um in this other version la bifana was just an ordinary woman who had had a child that she really loved but her child died and her grief essentially drove her mad so when she heard the news of jesus being born she went to see him because she was a bit delusional and she thought that the baby Jesus was actually her son. So, in this story, Mm. she found Jesus and she presented him with gifts and apparently the baby Jesus was very happy for these gifts. And in return, he gave her the gift of being the mother of every child in Italy. And so now... On January 6th, she goes and gives all the children in Italy their candies and coal. So, not very dark. Kind of dark. It like It's like they teetered on wanting to get a little dark with it. And they're like, no, no. We can't. We can't. Yeah, it's kind of like... Like, they didn't want to go... Like, Santa Claus, he's all the way on the other spectrum. Mm-hmm. He's Tim Allen. Yeah. He's, he's fun-loving. He's yeah. hanging out. But then you've got, like, Krampus, mm-hmm. on the other hand, who's just going to beat the crap out of you. Nope. Maybe eat you. Yeah. And in Italy, was they were like, hmm. Mm. Is there a happy medium? A witch. And you know what? I appreciate her. Not everybody's one, just one or the other. We all got a little bit in us of everything in us. Mm. Nice. Exactly. Not so exactly. nice. Evil. Not so evil. You know, those are those are the the keys um Mm -hmm. i'm having a hard time getting words out here's the thing recently i've i don't know if i'm just tired or what i just can't get words out they're just not coming out like 
I'll try to tell Brandon to grab me something, and I'll stop in the middle of the sentence, and he keeps thinking that he's losing his hearing, and he can't hear me finish the sentence. But I just can't <laughs> think of the word to finish it. Um, so I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's too much time spent watching TV and crocheting. My brain hasn't been firing on all cylinders. It's the sister wives. It's just it's, dumbing me down. It's it's like you're accidentally gaslighting him. <laughs> yeah, he told me that the other day. He was He's like, like, what? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm like, well, Ooh. I don't know. Now, the last version of La Bifana is that she was, again, a lady who kept clean house. And the wise men came to her, but she turned them away because she was too busy cleaning. But she ended up feeling guilty that she told them to leave. So she went to find Jesus and followed the star. So she took And she took a bag filled with gifts and sweets and a broom to help the new mother Mary clean up her horse stable that she just had her baby in. So, you know what? Mm. How nice of her. Uh, but in this version, she was never able to find the baby Jesus. And so, again, she's still searching for him. So this tradition has been going on for a long time in Italy, and today it's still celebrated throughout most of Italy, But and she's somewhat of a national icon. Uh, her official home is thought to be in Urbania, and every year there's a big festival to celebrate the holiday, and about 30,000 to 50,000 people attend the festivities, and obviously La Bifana and Santa Claus do have a lot in common, but where Santa Claus eats milk and cookies... La Bafana eats sausage and wine that families leave out for her. And she comes down the chimney, but on a broomstick. And her tradition is much older and dates back to at least the 13th century. So this January, just when you think your holidays are over, put out some sausage and some wine and maybe La Bafana will bring you some candy or some garlic. Who knows? I would like some of both. I like garlic, but I also like candy. I do. Yeah, you know what? I'm a little, I'm a little good, a little bad. Maybe she'll give me. Yeah, just give me it all. Might as well. I have my moments. Now, my next story. This one is I had never heard of this, and it was just funny. But I don't get right into it. Now, okay, I'm just gonna do it. In Catalonia, which is a region in Spain. And I don't know much about this region, but I do know that some people say that people who live in Catalonia do not even like to be considered as part of Spain. Um, but if you're thinking, like, where in the world is this? It's like a region of Spain. So, but the people of Catalonia seem to really like poop-themed Christmas traditions. And they, they have two. Oh yeah. They have two. One is just really short, and then the other one is probably the one you're thinking about. So the first one is called the Caganer which roughly translates to the pooper. So the pooper is a pantsless figurine of a peasant, which is taking a poop. And apparently this figurine is often put into nativity scenes to uh, lay his poop right beside Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus. And uh, this may seem sacrilegious, but apparently the intent behind putting this pooper in the nativity scene is because it signifies fertilization of the holy grounds and the hope for having a prosperous harvest in the new year and while i get the intent i um still think 
I just feel like it's got to be a little silly. Like, they, I feel like they've come up with a reason of why they do it, but come on. He looks silly. He, he does not fit in with the nativity scene. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, I couldn't say I was not there. Um, obviously, uh, what was, how do you pronounce her name? Buffo, Buffo. La Befana. Befana. La Bafana, she was also she was also not there, so. But, yeah, that's true. That's true. She, she might have been. She might have been. In the one story, she was. She brought the presents to Jesus. Yeah. Now, the next yeah. poop tradition in Catalonia is Tio de Nadal or Cagatio, uh, translated as the pooping log, um, but if some just translates yeah, to shit log. <laughs> shit log. Shit log. Now, like when you say you're gonna. Drop off some timber <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the bathroom. So, yesterday while I was researching this, um, I was, you know, furiously researching. And I'm supposed to be working on my bar application, um, you know, so I can take the bar exam. And Brandon thought that's what I was doing. And he got up to go to the bathroom and I said, hey, I have a new tradition I want to start. He was like, what? And I was like, well, it's a shit log. And he was like, excuse? And I was like, yeah, it's a log um, that you... Yeah, no, I was about to tell you. He goes, I thought you were being productive. I was like, you're trying to tell me this isn't productive. Um, now, God, I'm trying to. We're trying to create traditions. Honestly, so and he's out here. Cagatillo is a hollow log with stick legs, a smiley face, and a floppy red hat. So each year on December eighth which is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, families bring out their log. And each night until December 24th, the children feed the log by offering it dried nuts, no, fruit, oh boy, by offering it nuts, dried fruit, and water. (laughs) And the kids also cover the log in a little blanket so that he stays warm and cozy. So they, like, lay it on Aww. the back of the log. Then, on Christmas Eve, the children gather around the log and beat him with a stick and sing a version <laughs> of the traditional Cagatillo song. Now, there's a few different versions that I found, and I picked some of my favorites. I do not know the tune of them. I probably won't, won't actually sing them, but I will say them in a, in a rhythmic-y sounding way because they are just, I just, I don't know. So, so here's the first one. Shit log, shit nougats, hazelnuts, and motto cheese. If you don't shit well, I'll hit you with a stick. Shit log. These have been translated um, from Spanish into English. <laughs> don't shit well. <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay, so here's, here's the next one. Shit Tio, hazelnuts and nougats do not shit herrings, they're too salty. Shit nougats, they taste better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Alright. I'm with you. Okay, here's the next one. Shit Tio, almonds and nougats, and if you don't want to shit, I'll hit you with a stick. Shit Tio. Now that one came straight from Wikipedia. Um and here here's the last version that I found. Poop log, log of Christmas. Don't poop salted herring; they're too salty. Poop turrets; they're much better. So, 
Um, and I have that one in Spanish, which I will not try to do because I do not want to disgrace the people of Catalonia. But after you sing one of these versions of the songs, pick your favorite to the log as you beat him. Um, it, it, uh... See, in some of it, it says that the parents after, no, what will happen? This is what will happen. So before you start singing to your poop log and beating him with a stick, apparently the parents will send the kids into another room, maybe like the kitchen, and they will warm up their sticks to go hit the log with. And while they're doing that, okay, um, the parents will be placing something under the log's blanket. So when the kids come back in, they sing the song, okay. they beat it with a stick, they look under Cagatillo's blanket and they find out that the log has pooped. And he has pooped a pile of candy and presents. And at the end of his poop is a stinky herring. Or I guess a salty herring. <laughs> and so after you get his poop candies um, out from under his little blankie, um... You take the log and you burn it for warmth. Because essentially it um, becomes a Yule log at that point. You burn him. After you fed him all winter, you burn him. Uh, it's like, you know, I don't know. So based on my research, the history of the poop log isn't fully clear. Surprise, surprise. Um, but apparently it has been around for a really long time. And a lot of sources say, not surprisingly, that it originated from pagan traditions as part of the winter solstice, which makes sense because it's essentially just uh, a yassified Yule log. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so next Christmas, uh, make sure you buy or make your own poop log. Um, and you can actually go online. There's a website okay. where you can buy a poop log that comes like in a kit and it comes with a book. <laughs> Like, freaking elf on a shelf, but poop log. And I will have you oh, know that I will be yeah. purchasing one of these. Um, and I guess you can't reuse <gasps> the, the log. The poop log. <clears throat> you can reuse the book. Yeah, you can reuse the book. <gasps> oh, not it's kind of cute. I will... He's got, like, a little face. Yeah, I'm gonna get one. But they are kind of cute. I've never heard of them, and they're kind of funny. I mean, it fits my personality for sure. Like, this... So, let me let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. You have this cute little log, mm -hmm. and you beat it senselessly with a stick until it shits out presents. Yeah, and I say, <laughs> yes, um, yes. But I would say, you know, in your own home, you could tell your children maybe just to tap it. You don't have to beat it senseless. But in some of it, it did say that the parents <laughs> send the kids into another room to warm up their beating sticks. Which means that he's about to get a rough beating. <laughs> He's about to get his shit rocked. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, they, they no. beat him with a stick, so that, to me, that's really, um, it's friendly fire, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, the call is coming from inside the house. Uh, yeah, and so when I saw that on that list, I was like, I have to cover this. I had never heard of it, and it seemed I mean, it's clearly a lot more popular than we would think because, I mean, they sell a freaking book. I just want to know what the book says. And on the website, though... they t It does. It, it, it They sell the book on Amazon. Yeah, and on their website, it was like, learn the story of the poop log. And I was like, okay, so I clicked on it. But it won't... It doesn't really give you any information on the website, I guess, because they're like, if you want to know, you got to buy the book. Um, so I probably will be buying the book. Probably not this year. Maybe you think it'll go on sale after Christmas. If it does, I'm getting it. 
because this is I hilarious. Mean, it's, it's worth taking a look the day after Christmas. If you buy the kit, it comes with the book, but then it also comes with, uh-huh. you can, like, decorate your own little log, which is cute. And see, I told Brandon the other day, I was like, when we have kids, can we please agree that we will not do Elf on the Shelf? I will not do it. I don't like it. I won't do it. Well, then I saw this shit log, and I was like, now, this is what we will be doing in place of Elf on the Shelf. We will be, we will be beating this log for presents. Yeah. And the log's not going to give you much. It's just going to give you a little candy. Like, it ain't giving you nothing that you got to look he's forward gonna to. He's going to give you a, he's going to just, he's just shitting out nougat. Yeah. And a stinky fish at the end. You, you're just going to pick it up and there's going to be a Snickers bar underneath. Um, but if you want to read about the best article, which was kind of hilarious, was the Slate article about this. And it was actually written in 2013, so it's kind of old. But they uh, really got creative with their story about the poop blog. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to take a gander at that for sure. It's worth, a, it's worth taking a look. Yeah. Especially because I just want to... Uh, Listen to that translation one more time. <laughs> shit log. Shit log. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, and there was a lot of different versions. And I think I even saw, like, some that were recorded maybe on YouTube that I didn't listen to. Um, I mean, You know, maybe in Spanish they sound a little less, um, you know, maybe sounds better. Spanish is a romantic language, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are my stories. Please let us know if you incorporate the shit log into your new Christmas tradition. Because I will be, personally. I certainly will. And they're so, they are pretty cute. Um, and like, it's like an activity you can do with your kids. You make the log. Honestly, they could each make their own log for all I care. Everybody makes their mm-hmm. own log. Um, they learn how to sew with their mom on the sewing machine and we make them a tiny blanket to go over them or crochet they can do either or um yeah oh oh yeah they can make it a little hat and see that's something that you do on christmas eve because every family's got to have something to do on christmas eve and that's a fun christmas eve activity Mm -hmm. is to you know get your uh poop log candy which in my house will probably mostly be Chocolate covered raisins. Um, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> that is what. That's what I would receive if I was a bad kid. I would get garlic if I was good, and I'd get raisins if I was bad. I like chocolate covered raisins. We tried to convince my grandpa one time that uh, me and my cousin that our beach condo had uh rats in it. Um, because we gone to the movies and got some chocolate covered raisins, so we put them just like scattered them on the table. And I'm pretty sure he woke up the next morning and it was like, mm-hmm. why are there chocolate-covered raisins on the table? And we were like, I'm pretty sure it's rat poop. He didn't believe us. It didn't work. God. Our prank failed. Yeah, we got my granddad a gift one year for Christmas. And it was a little reindeer. And when you lifted up his <laughs> tail, he pooped out chocolate-covered raisins. Damn. Delicious. Well... <laughs> Ain't it? Well, next week, uh, what's our theme for next week? Our theme, so it's it's going to be right before the new year or right after the new year. Could, just couldn't say. We'll see how life hits us. Yeah, yeah. 
but um, we're thinking either new year, new crimes, so this could be crimes that have taken place recently, or it could also be uh, crimes that have, you know, happened in the past, but maybe they've gotten some new information, they're getting new light, new publicity, mm-hmm. So, something we might want to take a look at. So, think of it, New Year, New Crime. Yup. And, uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on all of our social medias. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Mm -hmm. You can follow us on Twitter. There's absolutely nothing going on there. I mean, there's not much going on on our other social medias either. But you you can come in. The Facebook group could be more popping. Um, if, you know, y'all want to post some memes... I mean, come on now. I can't carry the whole group. But, uh, yeah, what else? Follow. But you, you post such good ones. I know. Follow City's Food Instagram. Sometimes she posts her little dog on there. Um, I do. My crochet Instagram hopefully will be getting some new, you know, fun items to look at soon. I'm wanting to make a whale, maybe an octopus, maybe a sea turtle. I don't know. A lot of aquatic life. I made a shrimp. I made a shrimp that looks like Mr. Krabs when he loses his shell. Um, I made that. She did. Uh, She she did make a shrimp. I knew it was a shrimp. Could also have been a crawfish. Yes. And here's the thing. I was like, I got a a wild hair to make a shrimp for a friend for Christmas. And I had pink string. And I was like, you know what? This will work. So, I sat down the other night um, with a bottle of wine and just made a shrimp. And that is what we came out with. And he was kind of cute. Honestly, I, I can make one for myself. Uh, I'll post it. You know, I'll post it on the Instagram. Why not? But. I liked him. I know. He was cute. Brandon said he was not cute. Um, he was like, I don't want no shrimp. And I was like, what? So. He, he wants my well, all my crochet items to be anatomically correct. Like, fully anatomically correct. And I'm like, well, that's just not... That's just not gonna happen, my man. Just not gonna happen, bro. Also, who wants an anatomically correct shrimp as a stuffed animal? It also would just be so small. Yeah. But, uh... Anyways, I think... Is that all? Do you have anything else? No. I think that's it. Um... I hope you all have a safe and uh, exciting winter solstice. Mm -hmm. I hope your poop log shits out lots of goodies for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Until we see you, please stay weird. Goodbye. Goodbye.